Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Lessons in Savvy Living. I'm your host, Sia Knight, and I am so happy to have my guest today. We're going to talk about a topic that's going to be very helpful for a lot of people, especially, especially in what's happening in the world today. Uh, as we record this, we're going through a global pandemic. And those are two relatively small words, but if you really think about how huge this event is, it is, it's massive. So um, what we're going to talk about today is going to be very timely, and I'm going to uh, first introduce my guest, Miss Vindalyn Bird. Hello, Vindalyn. Hello. How are you? I'm excited to be here. I am excited to have you. Uh, I've known Vindalyn for a few months now. Uh, we went through a life coach training together, International mm -hmm. Center for Life Coach Training, by the way. And um, when I met Vindalyn, I knew that she just had a wonderful spirit. And I knew that when I wanted to relaunch this podcast, uh, Lessons in Savvy Living, I wanted to have women who could come share their stories, share their experiences, so that we as a community can grow, can learn, and can support each other. So, Vindalyn... And, and I purposely don't talk about what the topic is at the beginning because I, I want to kind of roll it out and let you kind of reveal who you are first. And my first question to you and all guests are, what are three things that people should know about you, Vindalyn? All right. Very good. Um, thank you, first of all, for this opportunity. Um, Seniors are a passion of mine. I love working with seniors, and I've done that for 30 years now in wow. nursing homes, hospitals. I've done home health, and I've done outpatient clinics. And um, I would say out of the 30 years, at least 20 have been working with seniors. Um, and I call seniors anywhere from 65 and above. Okay. Um, we even get some people in our facilities are in their 40s and 50s from like motor vehicle accidents or unfortunately young people do have strokes and things of that nature so I treat people who are even younger than that but most are 65 and, and above so three things that you should know about me I will want to say first one of my favorite mottos is this too shall pass and um, it really brings to mind this pandemic um, is not going to be forever um, this too shall pass. We're all going through rough times. We all have our own situations, um, but this too shall pass. Um, and this has also taught me, even with the good, even when you're in a good space, this too shall pass, that um, we all have some calamity or problems. So enjoy and relish the good. Know that things are going to change, good or bad. So um, that's one thing that people should know about me, my favorite motto. Um, the next thing that I think is exciting about myself is that I'm a traveler. And um, I set a goal for myself 10 years ago that I wanted to see all seven continents visit and um, explore. And as of now, I've visited five of the seven. The only two I haven't visited are Antarctica and Australia. Okay. So I'm still working on that goal. 
you had to put that on pause for now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, um, <laughs> because all of our travel plans are on pause for now. In fact, you're supposed to be out on vacation, but look at the world. Look how it exactly. changes. So Exactly. I was supposed to be on a week-long cruise this week, mm. but um, I still took the week off, Good. and um, I hate that I couldn't go, but... I'm still optimistic that this too shall pass. And before long, I'll be back on the road. I'm paying now on a trip to Australia. I've almost gotten it paid off. It's for, I think it's February, 2021. So my prayer is that things would have opened back up and we can do international travel at that time. Good, good. And the third thing I had written down about what people should know about me, I think I did the third thing first. I wrote that I've worked as a physical therapist um, for over 30 years, and I love my profession. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I knew that you were working in a nursing facility, and I knew that you were in one of these helping professions. Um, I didn't know that you were a physical therapist, though. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, that's interesting. So I'm learning things, too, as, as we go along, everyone. So the topic for today is caring for aging parents, caring for aging parents. Um, let me just start by saying my mother passed away over 14 years ago. So it's been a while. Yes, yes. And I miss her terribly. But one thing that I do think about, we're talking about optimism. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about her in this current climate. And so many people, my peers, my, my coworkers, most most of the people I know, their parents are still living. And, and I wanted to have the topic of how do you care for aging parents? And, and on the other end of the spectrum, um, many of us also have children. Some of us have children who are school age or college or younger and that sort of thing. So we call this the sandwich generation. So... I just wanted to talk to someone who is an expert <laughs> or who knew about this. Um, so that's the topic for today. Vindalyn, what's your story and how are you connected with this topic? Um, well, I'm connected being that I work as a therapist and um, I work in the nursing facility and my facility has a rehab portion where there are a lot of people who come there, they've had a surgery, I say they've had back surgery, Mm -hmm. then they may live alone without a spouse, a single person. So they come there, they they had their surgery, but they can't go home and take care of themselves. So they'll come to my facility for anywhere from four weeks to eight weeks. Um, It just depends on what other conditions they have going on. They'll um, regain their strength learn to walk again if they've had um, some problems with, you know, with that back, um, learn how to care for themselves, bathing, grooming. So um, I meet with a lot of these families with every group. We have family meetings with our patients um, just to see what page they're on, who would they be um, staying with when they go home, who will help them grocery shopping, um, um, house, housework, who, who is their support team when they get home. Um, how if they were driving but can't drive right now, how would they get there to their appointments, um, doctor's appointments? So we meet with these family members to help them figure out these things. 
and I see a lot of dynamics, different family dynamics. Um, and um, what I would, um, what I would like to say is there are a lot of lessons that could help other people just from you know what I observe from these different um, family members. But that's my story around you know being in a position to see so many different situations. Right. Absolutely. So I can imagine you probably see so many different types of uh, scenarios. You probably see the families that come together and who work very well together to take care of their their parent. Um, But then you probably see the flip side of that, which is also very difficult as well. Um, Exactly. So I guess my question is to you is kind of in this current environment, in this current environment, do you know of some things that people can do in order to kind of make sure that their parent, if their parent's in a facility, if their parent's in uh, assisted living, so are there things that you can do to kind of help to make sure that your parent is, is taken care of? There, there are. There are lots of things, um, and I think I came up with about four that could be very helpful. Um, one of the busy, first lessons that I'd like to share is just to show respect for um, and honor for your sen- for the seniors. They raised you. Um, there are so many people that have different family dynamics. People are mad at their mom, never spoke to their dad. And then when the dad needs help, they, they do show up a lot of times. But there's so many dia- dynamics. But I just would encourage people to honor your mother and father and um, be there for them, be that support, be that um, person who stands in the gap with them. A lot of times they don't understand what the doctors are saying. Um, and even in this pandemic, they may not understand how a virus works. They may know about a cold, but they might not know, you know, mama, you got to wear this mask if we're going to the grocery <laughs> store and may not understand why. So just honor them and give them some grace during this hard time that they're going through. So that <clears throat> would be the first thing. The second, <clears throat> excuse me. The okay. second thing would be what I call have that big talk with your senior um, family member. Um, know their wishes, know their concerns. Do they have a power of attorney? Do they want a DNR um, if they were in the hospital? Um, or do they want you to just let them go if something happens? Um, do they have a medical power of attorney? Mm. So um, have that big talk. What's their estate planning? Do they have property that needs to be settled before they are um, at a place where they might not be clear enough mentally? to settle it. So does that need to be taken care of? Um, Who who do they want to have their property or do they want you to just sell it? So that's the big talk to to be honest and ask those questions with your parents. Hold on now, Vendolyn, because sometimes big mama is not ready (laughs) to have that talk or actually usually the opposite is true. Big mama is ready to have that talk, but we're not ready. Exactly. We don't want to think about the inevitable happening. Exactly. So that maybe a person can kind of go through some, um, I don't know about therapy or some work, some <laughs> inner work in order to make sure that you can, can help to kind of to get your mind around 
exactly. that conversation because let me tell you it 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 helps and again i and i don't want to inject myself too much but when it was time to have my mother's final arrangements i i knew what she wanted and that was very helpful exactly. so it's it's hard it it hurts you like oh i don't want to think about this happening, but uh, I think that's great advice. So I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting you. Go ahead, Bendelin. No, no interruption. Good conversation. Well, I kind of I kind of reckon it to the same big talk that we have with our teenagers when we have to have that big sex talk, and we mm. really don't want to have that talk because we don't want them to have all the information. But if we don't give them the information, they're going to get misinformation. They're going to get the wrong information from the wrong people. So I kind of, you know, it's a hard talk to have, but it has to be done to be clear on what your parents are, are wanting to do. So I, I just say push through and have that big talk with your family members so that you'll know their wishes because we, none of us know the day or the time when things will happen and you don't want to wait till it's too late and not have any idea whether um, your parents want to be an organ donor or whether they want a, a DNR. Um, so have that big talk. And, and unfortunately, with the pandemic, a lot of families are not able to physically be with the, a loved one at this time. So that's that can be difficult. So when we get on the other side of this, um, hopefully this will be uh, this will spur someone to have that conversation. Exactly. And also we have so much, a lot of people do have a lot of time on their hands right now. So this would be the perfect time to sit down, write out your notes, what you want to ask your parents, mom, you know, with this tragedy that's going on in the nation and the world right now, I thought this would be a good time for us to discuss some things um, with your, your life and what you, your wishes are. So this may be the perfect time to open up that chapter and talk about those things. That's good. All right. I'm writing these things down, Vendelin, but go ahead. I want you to keep going because these are good Very tips. Good. Very good. Thank you. I hope I could be of help to some people with them. Um, the next one I had is that if, um, if your family member is in a facility, um, it was just mostly be there with them. Um, not to leave them alone. And if you can't be there, hire someone to be there. Hire an aide to be there with them maybe four hours a day. Because um, unfortunately, a lot of people get kind of dropped off. Um, and a lot of times that's different dynamics. A lot of times the family just really needs a break. Mama might have been living with them and now she's at the facility. So let's just leave it there. They're going to take care of her, you know, that kind of thing. But I encourage people to be there um, in one way or the other. And I think the last tip that I had right off the top of my head was to utilize technology with your parents, um, whether they're at home or in a facility. There is so much. Um, I could write a book on all the technology type things that are available. Um, I had one um, patient whose daughter put a camera, put several cameras in her home so that when the daughter's at work, she could look at the cameras and see what the parents were doing. So that may be a little invasive right there, <laughs> but um, her mother had had several falls and um, mother said she had been on the floor for hours before she could get to the phone. So that daughter's um, remedy was to put those cameras in and I could see what you're doing all throughout the day and make sure you're not on the floor. So um, that's one form of technology. Um, 
so many of my patients have iPhones um, right now and they can do, their family member has taught them how to do um, the FaceTime or they know how to quickly call their family member. So um, the phone technology, there's some technology out there with, that would tell you, um, there's a cup that it's an app for the cup, but if you're wanting your family member to drink more and not keep getting dehydrated, Ooh. a lot of people get dehydrated, or seniors rather, they get dehydrated and have urinary tract infections. So there's a cup out there that's a piece of technology and an app, and it will show you how much fluid your relative is drinking. You just tell them, Mama, all you have to do is fill up this cup and drink two of these every day. <laughs> and you won't right. get dehydrated. And so you can see on the app whether your mother actually is drinking that every day. And so it's not just, it's good to drink water, but when it comes to getting an infection and have to go to the hospital because you're not drinking water, it becomes a lot more serious. So, right. um, so that's another example of technology, how it can help. Um, I did read too of a third or fourth one where um, there is some technology, you put it along the floorboard, say maybe in a hallway, and it can tell whether your family member's gait pattern or the way they walk has changed. Oh. It can have them walk up and down a normal way, and it kind of senses whether they're, you know, their walk pattern. And say if they um, are limping, and they might not have told you, I have a limp, that um, technology will show that this person is walking a certain way when they get up, and it may be a risk for fall because of that limp, or they might have had a mild stroke and you might not have picked up on it, but their gait pattern is showing it. Wow. So just so much technology out there that can be of help to seniors um, or people who are caring for seniors to help make it a little easier. Wow, the, I'm telling you, you really opened my eyes to some of these things, especially technology. It's mm -hmm. interesting because we mentioned teenagers, and it's funny because I think about some of the tools that are out there to kind of monitor your teenagers, and on mm -hmm. the other end, you have tools and to, to monitor your parents and, and to exactly. monitor the seniors. And it's in some cases, and it's a balancing act, right? Because we, you know, we don't want to spend our time kind of having to have all these screens up to find out what people are doing. <laughs> but, but if that can give us a little bit of a peace of mind mm -hmm. and it can help us feel more calm and it can help us feel more at ease and then we're able to take care of ourselves because what I found is that many of us in this age range, in this age, in this space, we are taking care of this person, taking care of that person and the person who gets neglected, it's, it's us. us. It's us. So this is wonderful because this is not only giving us a way to help our seniors, our aging parents, our aging family members, but it also in turn gives us a way to help take care of ourselves. So that's wonderful. Indeed, indeed. That's great. So wonderful. You've given us some good nuggets here. So, I mean, and you, get, you gave us four lessons or four things, but I guess the last question, one of the last questions I'll ask, is there any overall lesson that you want to share with people? Um, I'm, I'm dealing with my aging parent. I'm getting frustrated. The roles are reversed. I don't know what to do. She won't listen. He won't listen. So is there a particular lesson that you want to share with people? 
Wow, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a very big one, but I kind of look at um, it at seniorhood is part of our circle of life. Um, we all are going to get to that area if we live long enough and that we want to be able to gracefully move into that seniorhood. Um, sometimes we're stubborn at that, you know, in our senior age, we're set in our ways. We may not want to be open to new ideas, but we still have to walk that path. And we want somebody who's going to be an advocate for us as we walk that path. So I, I would encourage people to remember um, all the love and compassion that hopefully you got from your parents as you were growing up and wanted to pass that on to them um, as they, you know, enter to, into that phase of life. Um, just to be open, just to be their advocate, um, talk to that voice for them. They don't understand what all is going on a lot of times. Um, so just be that advocate for that person, no matter how stubborn they may be, um, no matter how mean they may be. A lot of them are sick. Um, so they are going through something. So um, just like you stand in the gap for a good friend who's in the hospital, be that person that's going to stand in the gap for your parents um, as they transition into that phase of life. That's my biggest takeaway is that we can be that person um, as our parents are, are aging. Wow, wonderful. I mean, Vendelin, this has been great. And I know I'm going to I'm going to out you a little bit. I know you were a little bit little nervous to kind of get on and I'm like, in the world were you nervous about? Because you came here and you killed it. <laughs> so well, thank you. Uh, so in the future, no nervousness, no nervousness necessary <laughs> because yeah. you definitely gave some good information. And I know that um, in addition to being a physical therapist, there, there are other things that you're involved with. Uh, I know you're a certified life coach. And so if people want to get in contact with you, Vendelin, what's the best way that they could reach out to you? Excuse me. The best way is Facebook. Uh, my name is Vendelin Bird. Um, and if you send me a friend request or like, I'll definitely, you know, pick up on that. So that's the best way right now um, to reach me. Okay, wonderful. All right, Vendelin, this has been an excellent episode, and I appreciate you saying yes, and I want to thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. No problem. All right, folks, and that's it for this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. Until next time, stay savvy. Bye. <laughs>